Hi, welcome to the Friends School History Podcast Show. I'm your host, Chris Sharma, and on today, in our first episode, we'll be discussing the history of Seattle. Seattle has been inhabited by Native Americans for 4,000 years. The first European to visit Seattle was George Vancouver in May 1792 during his expedition for the British Navy between 1791 to 1795. The city was settled on November 13, 1851, in present-day West Seattle, but then relocated across Elliott Bay in 1852. The name Seattle comes from the Native American chief, Seattle, who was the leader of the Duwamish, Squamish, and many other tribes in the Puget Sound region. In 1851, two dozen settlers from Illinois settled near a Duwamish village. The town was laid out in 1853 and honored the Native American chief. However, in 1856, violence started to break out between the new settlers and the Native Americans, so the U.S. military had to intervene. In the early years, Seattle's economy was based on logging by a steam-powered sawmill by Henry Yesler, who was the city's major employer. After the city was incorporated in 1869, European immigrants slowly started working in coal fields outside of the city until the arrival of the railroad. Before the railroad, travel took many months, whether by overland with a wagon or by sailing ship or a steamer. The first person to come up with the transcontinental railroad in the Puget Sound region was Asa Whitney. Jay Cook then started to expand the railroad. With the railroad, Seattle could do most of its trade with San Francisco in the early 1880s. However, this was a period of anti-Chinese riots, which harmed nearly 200 Chinese in 1885 to 1886. And a fire in 1889 destroyed many important, important buildings and railroad terminals. In 1893, the Great Northern Railway at Everett helped rapidly redevelop Seattle. Seattle needed a new railroad to help continue the growing trade and communities. The city's population was around 3,500 in 1880 to around 80,000 in 1900. The major reason for this growth was the Klondike Gold Rush. On July 17, 1897, Seattle was excited when a ship called SS Portland came back from Alaska with more than a ton of gold. The miners on board found the gold near the Klondike River, a tributary of the Yukon, which is located in Canada. When the boat landed, 5,000 people arrived at the dock to see the gold, and they were not disappointed. After this event, many people heard of the gold and decided to migrate to Seattle. Seattle started to welcome thousands of prospective miners, known as stampeders. Seattle started to become a temporary home to thousands of people for their planned trip north. Steamers started taking passengers to Alaska and were overbrooked and overcrowded. The miners were very excited to go to the gold fields. However, many died during the journey. The Klondike Gold Rush was one of the last gold rushes in the country's history. People could no longer make a fortune from digging the earth. Seattle was a major seaport during the era of the gold, Klondike Gold Rush. In 1910, Seattle's population grew to around 250,000. Reformers that were involved with the progressive movement drove out the open city government and forced a ban on alcohol from 1916 to 1933. 
the new progressive movement made many significant contributions to the city. In 1910, women in Seattle were allowed to vote, and they started to become politically active. In February of 1919, there was a strike that involved around 60,000 workers because of extensive labor unrest, but that strike was settled peacefully. The unemployment rate in Seattle exceeded the national average unemployment rate during the Great Depression. The rate was more than 33%. The logging and construction industries took the biggest blue. Another period of expansion happened during World War II, as Seattle emerged as a center for the production of war materials like arms, land vehicles, ships, and aircraft. Seattle produced 8,200 planes, including 6,981 B-17s and 1,000 B-29 bombers. The workforce expanded with most of the people migrating from other parts of the country. However, in 1942, the Seattle Japanese American population were deported to a detention camp in Idaho and their property was seized. African Americans also started to work to also started to migrate to Seattle for work during the Great Migration. But there was employment discrimination and segregation in housing and public services until the 1950s. In 1960, Seattle's population was over 500,000. In 1962, Seattle hosted the new, the, the new World Fair, which had a futuristic science theme. The World Fair was designed to leave a new civic center, the Seattle Center, multiple arts buildings, the Pacific Science Center, and the Space Needle. Let's talk about the Space Needle, one of the most famous buildings in Seattle. The Space Needle is an observation tower in Seattle, Washington, United States. Considered to be an icon of the city and the Pacific Northwest, it has been designated a Seattle landmark. Located in the Lower Queen Anne neighborhood, it was built in the Seattle Center for the 1962 World's Fair, which drew over 2.3 million visitors. Nearly 20,000 people a day used its elevators during the event. After the World Fair, the east and northern suburbs started to boom, and the highways started to become crowded. Bill Gates and Paul Allen, who are the founders of Microsoft, moved to Seattle from New Mexico. Starbucks and Nordstrom, one of the two biggest American chains, originated in Seattle. The Seattle Seahawks are the biggest sports team in the state and have won one Super Bowl. Seattle is now the center of high technology, internet commerce, and arts. Seattle is a leader in areas such as recycling, green building, and renewable energy. Thank you to everyone who tuned in, and have a good rest of your day.